my vision and Lieutenant Colston's vision for the unit is that we're we're out there to provide a service. We're not out there to punish drivers or companies. Um, I, I I think that we want to help them understand those regulations, what's required of them. Um, I I did um, I worked yesterday. Uh, for about eight hours and did um, some inspections and I and we're I, I, I can't speak for everybody but I know I'm still seeing people who don't understand the ELD requirements who don't understand when they have to have an ELD or when they don't have to have an ELD. I'm Todd Dills, your host for the Overdrive Radio Podcast for March 26, 2021. What Alabama law enforcement agency Captain Brent McElvain was trying to say at the top was one of several suggestions he offers in what follows today in a conversation that touches on Alabama's preparation for road check and just what owner-operators and other truckers can do to prepare themselves. Road check, as regular overdrive readers will know, is partly focused this year on uh, the hours of service, given changes last year and, as McElvain emphasized the change in 2017 to require electronic logging devices for most haulers, with exemptions for those operating exclusively under the short-haul logbook exception for operators of trucks equipped with pre-2000 engines, and other fairly narrow exceptions. The captain will elaborate on what he's seeing in that regard later in the podcast, and much of it has to do with the misunderstanding of the short-haul logbook exception, but I also wanted to illustrate here a bit of a difference in approach in the state of Alabama when it comes to the COVID emergency exemption to the hours of service, meant to apply to a select range of commodities, including groceries bound for emergency restocking situations. I believe that uh, that exemption is uh, still in place and will be through the end of May. McIlvain and the rest of the Alabama force, he said, uh, have tried to err on the side of caution when it comes to inspecting and thus holding up a COVID-exempt load or driver. Here's what he had to say when I asked him about any advice for drivers under such loads at the point of inspection. Well, I, I just think that they need to make sure that um, they're using the, the exemption correctly. Um, yeah. that, I think that the driver needs to, um, uh, at, the, at the very beginning of the encounter, explain to the trooper, hey, I, I'm using the COVID exemption here. Um, we, we, we certainly want to expedite their trip if that's what they're doing, if they're, if they're um, hauling one of those exempt commodities, um, then we want to expedite their trip. There is, and I'm not just saying in Alabama, probably all over the country, there's going to be occasions where there may be um, some confusion between that inspector and that driver, and he goes ahead and inspects that commodity. Um, I would just suggest that the driver just follow his instructions, except take the take the uh, inspection, and if they feel like that they shouldn't have been inspected, they were they were hauling an exempt commodity then that's what the data challenge, um, the data queue challenge um, process is for. And, uh, I, I, um, you know, if, if that's the case, then that, that, that inspection report will certainly be removed from the company's profile. We don't want to hold any, any critical supplies up, but, um, uh, you know, sometimes there's going to be some confusion between them. Regular listeners will recall uh, Captain John Olson in Minnesota speaking somewhat similarly about seeing an uptick in COVID exempt-related challenges coming into the data queue system there, too. We've looked at both subjects, the COVID exemption and the data queue process itself, in depth in recent times at overdriveonline.com. 
Search data cues there to uh, find a bevy of tips and tricks when it comes to mounting an effective data cues challenge, and more coverage of how the data cues appeals process could be changing for the better. Stay tuned too for a future episode of Overdrive Radio featuring parts of a conversation with CVSA and an East Coast bull caller about data cues limitations and the possibilities for reform. It's based on a live webcast we hosted last month, which you can find now archived at overdriveonline.com and at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash overdrivemag. Back to my conversation with uh, Captain Brent McElveen. Inspections were way down in 2020 in terms of overall volume. Alabama, though. Alabama was just one of two states nationwide that actually did more inspections last year than in 2019. COVID and all. We'll find out why soon enough. Before we do, though, Here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. If you're a leased owner-operator, you need quality insurance to keep you protected. Call First Guard for the commercial truck insurance you need and the service you deserve. First Guard is the trucker's insurance company. We understand your needs and offer physical damage and non-trucking liability insurance for leased owner-operators. With First Guard, you always get fast and friendly service. Visit firstguard.com. That's the number one, stguard.com. First Guard, we speak trucker. Let's talk. And here's Captain Brent McElvain of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of Alabama's Highway Patrol. Our, our motor carrier unit um, is made up of uh, state troopers within the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency. Um, we The unit is a unit within the Highway Patrol Division. So um, we, we're, we're kind of considered the eighth troop. There are seven troop, geographical troops throughout the state, and then um, motor carriers, kind of the eighth troop but we cover the whole state. Um, The the unit is made up of, like I said, they're all troopers um, of one rank or another, but we have two different missions. And one of those is size and weight enforcement. Um, So we have a unit that is um, dedicated to uh, size and weight. Um, Now they're certified and they conduct inspections as well, but their primary mission is size and weight enforcement. and then um, the remainder of the arresting officers are um, classified as, as inspectors, basically. We, um, that is their everyday, day-to-day job. That is, is, is basically the makeup of, of what we do day-to-day. We have 70 troopers. That, that includes the headquarters staff, uh, me, Lieutenant Colston. So 70 arresting officers in the unit. No, I'm sorry. Subtract six. 64. I was looking at that wrong. 64. <laughs> okay. Sixty-four. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's divided by uh, by the weight unit and then the inspection size. We only have the one uh, uh, weigh station uh, fixed site in Alabama. That's uh, operated by the Department of Transportation, and um, through uh, agreements with them, we provide the arresting officers um, assigned to that weigh station. Um, so okay. they conduct their size and weight enforcement there. And then um, we are the enforcement arm of that at that fixed site. So you'll know where that single way station site is incoming from Georgia on I-20 in Heflin, Alabama, if you run that route. I've been there myself a time or two. Alabama is unique in having just the single fixed inspection site, though, as you'll hear, their mobile weight enforcement and inspection program has gotten new resources in recent years. 
we are uh, obviously the rest of our stuff is is, is highly mobile. Yeah. Um, that is the only fixed way site in the state. Everything else are mobile scales. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we have uh, twelve uh, weight crews um, that are made up of Al, the Department of Transportation uh, employees who handle the scales and that kind of stuff, and then they have a trooper assigned to the crew who uh who handles the enforcement side of that so um that's kind of how that works and then um now as far as fixed sites we have um several way in motion sites all over the state and uh we are developing uh a virtual way station network um throughout the state we've got two sites up and running now um working on uh, bringing a third site online, and then two others are in the construction development phase. So, yeah. So the 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 um, virtual way stations um, obviously was a pl- a program that um, was started in probably 2013 or 2014 uh, with the University of Alabama at, at at one or just one or two sites, and then um, we have uh, uh, continued to use that and upgrade those two sites. Um, and then we're working with a, uh, uh, a vendor to develop uh, two more sites. We've got one up at Shorter on I-85, okay. which is about um, 20 miles um, northeast of Montgomery. And then we have, we have one at the fixed site in Heflin on I-20. And what it does is it provides a, a screening capability um, uh, in the bypass or in the what do they call that? I think they call it the bypass lane. Um, and okay. it, it's a sorter. It's a, they use it as a sorter at that fixed site. Um, now, the one on I-85 is, is on the main line. And then uh, the inspectors um, have access to a uh, web-based uh, program that um, they can use as a screener. Yeah, okay. So truck comes on to the, goes through those weight motion scales. You've got the weight... Um, and yeah, it's got, they got DOT readers. They've got um, license plate readers. Those two sites actually have the the tire anomaly classification sensors that'll identify those anomalies. Um, we get a lot, a lot, a lot of flat tires. I was going to say, like, uh, yeah, the uh, the the lights numbers in that in that vehicle, you know, the vehicle uh, violations category, <clears throat> pretty high ranked. And I and I I'm just looking at the percentage of the total violations in Alabama, and the, but the, the brakes are, are pretty low compared to other states. But the tire that tells me that the tires have got to be pretty high. Um, yeah, yeah, you I, know, um, brakes for us with that we only have the one fixed site, so any other brake um, inspections are done roadside on a yeah. creeper. So um, you know, we 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 try to get those numbers up, but it just uh, we're not always successful. Um, FMCSA, you know, wants a certain percentage and we work towards that, but with the one, the only having the one fixed site makes that difficult. I'm I'm guessing that at these, at these ways, virtual way station, this concept, uh, there are inspections that are associated with that too, and not just, you know, weight enforcement, I guess, right? Right. They, 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 you know, everything on that virtual way station is just used as a screening tool for those, for the weight unit and for those inspectors in the area. Um, 
You know, it, we we don't enforce off of uh, those way in motion numbers. It's just a tool that tells us, hey, we 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 may need to put them on the stationary scales. Right, right. So you get more, you get that more accurate reading that way. Right. Get the, yeah. Right. So those and those two are the ones that are that are active now. But you've got three others in in the works. That's correct. There's one up on I-65 um, near the Tennessee line okay. that they, they had been doing some road construction up there and it was taken offline and we're in the process of trying to get, <clears throat> excuse me, get it back up now. And then uh, uh, we are in the construct design and construction phase of one on I-10 near the Mississippi line and then one on I-22 near Hamilton, which is about 45 miles west of Birmingham. Keep those quote-unquote virtual way stations in mind throughout the next years as you're running into the state. The two online now uh, were no doubt part of the reason that Alabama was one of just two states, if my accounting is correct. I actually did more inspections in 2020 than uh, in 2019, as I noted before. The other one was tiny Rhode Island in the northeast. Across the board, as I noted at the top, Inspections were way down in most every state as the COVID-19 pandemic limited department's activities in all kinds of ways, the need for social distancing. Here's what Captain McElvain had to say about just how Alabama got that done, even after a near stoppage in all inspections the first couple of months in, in the pandemic. Alabama. Yeah, that, that, first, that first month or so, I guess from about mid-March through the end of April, yeah. um, that, that's, you know, we kind of took a step back. Um, right trying to gauge, uh, uh, you know, the, the safety of the, of the public, safety of the officers, obviously traffic was way down yeah. uh, during that time frame. And then, um, in May we started to pick things back up. Um, we actually enlarged the unit during 2020 and in the end, um, we, we exceeded our goals, um, set out in our commercial vehicle safety plan um, to FMCSA. So oh, okay. it, we 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 exceeded them surprisingly exceeded them uh, after after a month and a half off. So tell me tell me how uh, how road check goes in Alabama and how how it has um, typically is it is it all centered around that one way station or or not that's where i've seen that's when i i think that's when i was out there it was during it was during a road check event it was many many years ago we'll, um, we'll, we'll usually have some people at that that fixed site but yep. but generally um the unit is 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 assigned to specific geographical regions of the state so we're not going to pick everybody up and take them over there they're going to stay in their areas um we have act access to some crash databases um, through our crash investigation program that um, can identify those high crash areas. Um, and, and that's what we try to do is put those guys in those high crash areas, uh, the CMV involved high crash areas um, mm -hmm. in, in their geographical areas. So I, I'm not going to send a guy to Mobile to Heflin right. when his area may be a high crash area anyway. So. So it, it's, it sounds, I mean, what you're describing there sounds to me kind of like uh, what you would do day to day. Is that how it, how it works with doing a road check as well? <laughs> it's just basically this. Yeah. Yes. It, it obviously, uh, um, you know, it may be small variations, but yeah. it, it's going to be, uh, it, we're going to continue to do business as usual. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a it's not an event where um, is it not an event where there's like a lot more inspection activity in Alabama? I wouldn't say that that there's going to be a huge increase in inspection activity. Right. There may be an increase in um, the things that we concentrate on. Obviously, um, hours of service um, is um, uh, one of their their focus areas, and vehicle lighting is one of their focus areas. So, um, you know, we let the guys know that, and and we will try and give them the tools they need, um, whether that be through scheduling or through. Uh, their location assignments to have the biggest impact in those two areas. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what can, uh, you know, what, what can the drivers expect um, from that? Do you think uh, in, in this, uh, this year? Well, I mean, I, I obviously it, it, well, like I said, it's business as usual. Um, I, I think that um, we, we just want them to be mindful of their hours um, and, uh, and, and conduct those pre-trip inspections. Um, you know, I know you asked me about lights being a, yeah. one of the high categories. I, I, and, and, you know, when I think about it, I think about what is the, the, the largest quantity of equipment on a truck and that, that's the light. So you got more opportunities for those things to fail, for them to break, um, so you're going to see light violations on inspections, you know, no matter what, because they're, they, they're obvious, first of all. And second of all, there's so many opportunities for them to fail. So, yeah. And it's when I see, when I see, when I think of light, uh, 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 like an air, uh, a department with, uh, with a lot of lighting related violations, I'm thinking of, of uh, it makes me think of like a department that, kind of puts a puts a focus on um kind of targeted uh, enforcement where where you you're basically you're, you're using either you know visual cues lights being out in in this case you know if, assuming it's at night um as a as a reason to inspect i mean is that is that uh, is that something that um the department puts a priority on generally whether it's lights or whether it's something in the data that you're able to see uh, that gives you a reason to um, take a closer look. I don't want to generalize and say we're using yeah. that as a reason to stop a truck, but obviously we want to stop the trucks that um, need extra attention. Yeah. Um, and, and, and those, those, you know, lights out on a truck are the easiest thing to spot. Yeah. Um, and so um, those are, those are obviously violations that, that we look for and that we see. I will say this. Um, we talked about the number of um, troopers in the unit. I, and I, what I failed to mention was we also have an additional 83 troopers across the state that are certified to conduct level two and three inspections. Um, and they do that as what we call an extra duty assignment. So they're highway patrol troopers. They write tickets. They work crashes. And um, an additional duty that they have ta voluntarily taken on is those certifications to inspect CMV. Yeah. So, um, so I, I have those guys. And, and in addition, we work, um, you know, we're a 24-hour law enforcement agency. Yep. So we're out inspecting trucks in early in the mornings or late at night. We're going to see those light violations. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's good to note. Um, Level two and level three. Level three is the driver only. And right. level two is just the basic walk around. 
The walker, the driver and the walk around, yes. Yeah, driver and the walk around, yeah. Not getting up under the truck and doing the brake inspections right. and all that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Probably a lot, ha a lot of those happening. I'm, I'm guessing there, um, given the given the the lack of the uh, many many uh, yeah. big our, our numbers are generally heavy on 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 level twos. Okay. Hence the prevalence of light violations and Alabama issued violations. Ranked by the percentage those lights make up in the state's entire well of uh, issued violations, Alabama ranked number four among all states in 2019, placing a high priority on lights, at least according to the numbers. In 2019, almost one in every four violations in Alabama was a light out or other related infraction. But the, the main troopers that are assigned to the, to the unit um, are all, uh, I, I would assume, are all certified to, uh, uh, to do the, you know, the full level one. Would That's that be correct. It? Okay. That's correct. Yeah, the full-time unit, we, we're certified level one. The, the part-time is a good way to describe the, what we call a CVE trooper who is a, who is a full-time highway patrol trooper and does this extra duty. He, he's level two certified, he or she. Does that part-time crew um, all come uh, come out for road check or is it just, um, you know, depending on um, – well, they'll be scheduled in their troop. Um, uh, you know, obviously they'll have their their regular day to day responsibilities, yeah. and as part of their their troop or their posts enforcement plan, um, they will conduct uh, CMV inspections. When you when you think about um, you know inspections that that uh, you know have a that might go the wrong way for a. Um, for, for a trucker or a truck company, um, you know, what are some of the what are some of the big uh, big things that you might stress to 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 the drivers um, and to the companies um, that you that you might be seeing lately um, that might indicate a trend that 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 we that could could sort of be highlighted to help folks with uh, just general tips too, you know, how, how to get through one uh, without uh, without it going the wrong way for them. Well, I would I would say that um, that my vision and Lieutenant Colston's vision for the unit is that we're we're out there to provide a service. We're not out there to punish drivers or companies. Um, I, I I think that we want to help them understand those regulations, what's required of them. Um, I I did um, I worked yesterday. Uh, for about eight hours and did um, some inspections and I and we're I, I, I can't speak for everybody but I know I'm still seeing people who don't understand the ELD requirements who don't understand when they have to have an ELD or when they don't have to have an ELD and um, I, I think that uh, the these companies really need to make sure they understand that requirement yeah. if, I mean, what are the, what's the nature of, of the misunderstanding uh, in the cases um, that you're people seeing? Still, people still have paper logs, people um, <laughs> not qualifying for the exemptions, which obviously would be less than 150 air miles, um, returning to their home base every night, and the company is required to keep timesheets on them. So, yeah. you know, if, if they're not doing those things, then that driver needs to have an electronic logging device. That becomes their their timesheet, so to speak. So, yeah. um, I, that, is I, that short haul? That's that short haul exemption there that you're talking about. Where they, yeah, 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 yeah. The short haul who makes maybe that one long haul, um, 
or thinks he only makes one long haul, but that puts him over that eight days in that 30 day period or, right. or something like that. So, um, we, we, I still see it and I'm, and I'm sure that the inspectors are too out there. Yeah. I, I we, we see a lot of tires off those, these, the, the two tire anomaly sensors that we have. Um, you know, it, it that, that is a flat tires, an out of service, um, violation. So we're going to put you out. It's, you know, it's obvious that the driver may not have known he had a flat tire, but that that doesn't mean that I can let you continue on your trip. You know, the tire is flat. Um, you're going to have to get somebody to come and fix it. So, um, you know, th those sometimes can be hard, but a, a good pre-trip, know what your tires look like on your truck and your trailer. And uh, I, I think that you uh, you maybe can avoid some of that. Good, a good pre-trip, um, you know, know what's going on with your truck, know what's required on your truck. Um, you know, if lights are easy for us to see, they, they should be easy for that driver to see too. So what is the, what is a, when you say a flat tire, I know a flat, you're, you're not necessarily meaning uh, actually, uh, you know, visually flat necessarily, but, um, how, how much uh, how much of a loss of pressure does that does that it, uh, it, if it's under 50 percent 50 percent okay yeah of the the rating the tire rated psi then that's an out of service condition do everything you can not to let one of those get by you no doubt the heat buildup on an underinflated tire is easily seen by the tools these so-called virtual way stations employ what McElvain called those tire anomaly sensors terrible for the tire itself too obviously as you know thanks for listening and to captain McElvain for his time overdrive radio is a production of overdrive magazine the podcast is edited and produced by myself todd dills with no small amount of support from overdrive extra contributor paul marhover overdrive editorial director max heine social media coordinator holly young news editor matt cole and executive editor james gillette who i'm sad to say is moving on from overdrive You've heard James here on the podcast a multitude of times with insights on rates, emissions regs, as a guest host a time or two while I was out, and a whole lot more. He started out with Overdrive way back in 2010, I believe, a few short years after I did. And over the last decades, we've collaborated on features about the CSA program, about ELD data's use and misuse, about enforcement, all the regulatory machinations out in California, and more. He's got a keen eye for uh, you know what's newsworthy in trucking, and he's striking out on his own with some consulting work, I believe. James also happens to be an Alabama Crimson Tide football fan, even though, of course, I'll forever question his judgment in that regard. <laughs> I laugh because that's one he'll understand uh, if you don't, really. So, yeah, let me rephrase that earnestly. James Gillette's judgment is sound and he's been an a1 colleague to me here at overdrive and will continue to be i hope someone i can call a great friend join me in wishing him luck and all he does see you around james and here's good luck to you wherever you're hauling keep it pro out there and we'll see you on monday with another special edition of songs of the highway hosted by overdrive editor max heine i'll be back next friday with another edition of overdrive radio and that's all for now